Hey guys, um, it is the Redneck Patriot, and uh, welcome to another episode. And I'm trying to get everything pulled up here. I recorded, it's currently 3 uh, in the afternoon, Saturday, the 30th of May. But this morning, around 6.30 or 7, I recorded a episode. And I want to play that because I think it was, you know, I, I woke up and it was fresh. But um, I really want to talk about a lot of more things. I listened back to it. And I took some notes on my own podcast, if that sounds weird. But um, I, I didn't say a lot of the things that I wanted to say. And I didn't uh, clarify certain things. And I, I probably still won't in this episode. Um, but I, I'm going to say what I want to say, and then I will play that episode uh, but basically, I, I want to talk about the the rioting and all that kind of stuff. And then I also want to get into Trump's executive order. And uh, that's pretty much the show. But I recorded that episode, and that episode was like 55 minutes. So this is probably going to be an hour and a half, two hours podcast. So I, I don't know. I don't know where to begin because there's so much stuff happening in the last few days um but i i I think i can start here right you look at the situation that's happening right now that's that's basically taken over the entire country um there's there's rioting and protesting in basically every major city in in the US and the media wants you to believe that this is for division they want to divide people but uh, the people are not falling for this and that's the, that's the great part about it so, some people are but the media has a narrative to push And there's good people, and there's bad people in every crowd. There's good cops, and there's bad cops. And I think on the last episode, I kind of reacted a little bit too soon. I said what I said, and I think a lot of people liked what I had to say. But I think I acted with emotion, and this is what we're seeing now. People are acting with emotion, and they're not acting with factual information but basically what's happening is you have a country that's been on lockdown for three months two months whatever no job they're pissed off at that situation and then you this situation happens with George which by the way Nobody would have ever known about it if it hadn't been for social media. I mean, we take what happened with the situation in Georgia. That situation came out in in in, uh, in April, but that that event happened in like January or February. 
So the decisions were already made, pretty much, and they released the footage. There was no rioting. There was no. I mean, there was protest, and I and I think I think in in um, Atlanta they were uh, protesting that um, this week too. But then you also look at what's happening. There's a there was a black man who killed a elderly person in a nursing home. There was no outrage there. And then today I pulled up a story of the exact same thing that happened to George happened to a man in Dallas in 2016. There was no outrage there because he was white. And and it's and it seems to me that you know the media and I talk about this in and in, in, later on in the episode. It seems to me that the media finally gave up on the COVID thing and they looked at the situation and they politicized it. And now the country has a hashtag to conveniently push they can change their profile picture they can do all that stuff and it's not going to help anything it's just like what they're doing and you know these cities are burning down buildings it's not helping yes i i think you should speak your opinion but changing your profile picture or putting up a hashtag or you know putting up a whatever on social media is not going to help anything. But I was watching the governor this morning. He put out a video at one o'clock in the morning uh, and I was up pretty much all night um, watching video footage from throughout the night. And when I woke, I, I didn't really get up at seven. I was already up. So and I had to take a nap earlier to kind of give my body some rest and kind of process all of this. But I'm, I don't know about you, but in the past couple months, I haven't been sleeping that well. It's not that I'm worried. It's just, I, I just look at what's going on in, in, in the country and I, I just, my heart breaks for people. Um, and especially in this situation, you know, my, my heart breaks for the city and it also, it breaks, it, it, it breaks my heart for the cops. And I know that people are not thinking about that, but cops make mistakes just like everybody else on their job. They make mistakes. Um, and they're human. And I think that the people who are acting out in emotion, they're not understanding who cops really are. And they don't understand the job title. And I'm not defending the cop. 
but I do understand that in this country we have due process. And I want justice to be served, but I don't also want him to be locked away for 300 years. You know, he, I don't know his past and, and people are bringing up his past. Um, well, people are using social media to try to bring up, try to claim that he did certain things, which he really didn't. Like early on, they try to connect this with Trump, which turned out to be false. And then I saw today that on the other side of things, they are bringing up videos from George, which the videos are good. They're like the videos are really positive. If you haven't seen them, I highly recommend checking them out. But I also saw today that people are are claiming that George was a uh, adult film actor. And look, you know, I don't think his past really matters, really, with what happened. I just don't really think it really matters. As for the cop. Now, the, the photo with him in the make whites great again hat was false. There was also a picture going around where <clears throat> it was him with it, like him in a Trump rally or at a Trump rally. And that turned out to be false. There were two separate people, like different other people. But I think people are acting with emotion. They're not acting with facts and they're using emotion to push something that the media is telling them the the black box is telling them to be mad about and they don't know exactly why they're mad they just know that they're mad because this combination of things has been building up for months and months and months and now they finally have a reason a they think it's a legitimate reason and i think it is a legitimate reason but i think they're kind of overreacting a little bit because here's the thing i was totally on board Tuesday and Wednesday, but when it got to Thursday, I was like, no, what's going on? Setting fire to an auto zone. Now they're setting fire to O'Reilly's Dollar General. And, and the reporters on TV, they're like, these are services that people in the community need. It's, it's like low income communities. People need dollar stores. People need, they're destroying their own communities, right? It doesn't really make sense. When that started to happen, I, I don't. I, I started to figure out that this not this is not about George anymore. There are they are using George as an excuse to destroy their own city. Like I said, they're acting in emotion. But why are they doing this? Right. The question is, why in the world would they do this? I think social media and the media has a blame. But you look at what happened. Right, and I and I brought up the situation with Georgia. I don't like. Let's say that those people weren't around to film, or maybe there was only a couple people around to film, or maybe there was one person around to film, and they only got like a minute, like the last minute. It would it would it looks bad, but. People on the internet would be like, well, it's just another video. I don't really know what the other 
like I like they're still missing context to the what happened. But I I think that everybody's got a grip on what happened, but or like a good idea. But you know that was uploaded on Monday, and it, it's it's now being compared to the modern sh- shot heard around the world because literally it's affecting every major city in the u.s but the message is actually going out to people all over the world and uh, you know other countries of course they're using this to blame the white people and they're like you know i i saw some tweets from people from new zealand and people from australia and people from all over and they're trying to use this to blame white people, of course, because that's what the that's what the media wants you to do. But um, you know, there's a difference between the shooting in in Georgia and and this. You know, of course, this situation wasn't a shooting, and and also the time difference. It was a delay. Imagine, like I said, imagine if there was no video from a cell phone it was just a body cam um now i'm glad that there's social media i'm glad that there's people that have cell phones and can film but this turned out to be a really bad situation and i think that it probably would have been a better situation if that wouldn't have happened because look at where we're at And it, I was watching a clip from this morning or maybe last night, uh, Martin Luther King's um, niece was being interviewed on Fox News and she said, you don't drive out, you don't drive out um, violence with violence. You, the only way you can solve justice or the only way you can get justice is, is by having peace and I think the the I was watching Mark or not Mark Mike Mike the cop he had a podcast with another cop and they were talking about a it's a cop's perspective of what's going on right now and I think that people people need to forgive cops people you know there's People have bad days, and and look, I'm not trying to to defend this guy, but I'm just trying to give a different argument or different side of it. I think people need to forgive. These people need to have peace in their life. They're never going to get anywhere if they keep on destroying buildings and things like that. And it's it's a really sad deal when Americans have already lost jobs because of COVID and now they're losing their business because of this. Or they lost their business because of COVID and now they definitely lost their business because of this. And uh, I don't know. You know, a lot of people are saying that this is a staged event. Who knows? 
I don't know. Who knows? You know, CNN got arrested the other day, and I thought that was a staged event. I, I don't know. Who knows? But the mayor, the mayor of Minneapolis, confirmed that uh, there are people coming in. Let me see if I can get this right. There are people coming in from other states. They're driving there, they're flying there, and the people that are causing violence, the more the the majority of the people causing violence are the people from other states. It's not the own com- it's not their own community. And the governor and the mayor was like if you're thinking about coming here, you need to turn back around and go and go back home. They issued a curfew I think Friday yesterday from 8 p.m. to 6 p.m. Of course, they didn't, like, respect that curfew. Uh, like I said, they arrested people that were out of state. Uh, and the, they said the reason why this situation got worse is because people were coming into the city and made it worse. Like, it was totally fine whenever it was a peaceful pro- protest, but it literally happened within hours. People were, like, literally... You know, you can call it George Soros, you can call it the deep state, you can call it whatever you want, but literally people all of a sudden showed up in armies and made this situation worse. That's what the the local authorities in, in like, the news there are, are saying. Um, I said in this podcast that the National Guard left. They did not leave. They're actually still there. They actually brought in more people. But they're 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 having a hard time trying to keep it all together, and I think that if they if they really wanted to, like this is literally like a fire that got out of control. Literally, you know, it's easy to put out a fire when it's small, but when it gets this size, it's it, it's so impossible. Like it, it's you just have to let it die down, right? Or try to control it the best you can to until it stops. But I think there was a point in the early beginning when they could have prevented all of this if they would have had the National Guard. And I commend Trump for taking action when he did. I think he's doing a great job with this with this situation. I think that I kind of picked on him a little bit in this podcast, but I think he's doing a good job with this situation. I really do think, um, I mean, with, I mean, you take the COVID thing, you take this thing. I mean, he, he's doing great, but I think that the local authorities should have acted more. I mean, they should have had, they just should have had more boots on the ground and prevented people from taking this to a situation that's out of control. But um, I'm just sitting back and watching all of this. There's nothing I can do, right? But I'm just saying that I just think that that's maybe might have would have helped. Um, And then I also talk about the founding fathers. Um, People are trying to relate that or. People are trying to justify this because they're saying that the Founding Fathers did this, but that's simply not true. 
um, yeah, they protested. Yeah, they they kind of caused some ruckus and you know got mad at people and started wars and things like that. But I, I think that they were you know comparing this situation to the founding something that that the founding fathers would do is totally asinine. It's totally stupid. Uh, I think that they were respectful. These people are just burning down their own city. I mean, it's people are trying to justify what they're doing because for whatever reason, I don't know why, but that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm hearing. But the fact of the matter is that this doesn't honor George's death, right? Going out and just and and you know doing this is is not helping. And there's a video floating around of George's wife or girlfriend saying that he never wanted any of this. I mean, he was if you watch that video, he was like he was getting on to the younger black men and women that like the like his local community like the younger people for literally destroying their own community and this is what I, I mean this it's it's really sad but where where do where do we go from here and i think that i was watching that podcast with uh, mike the cop and he said uh, cops have to hold other cops accountable and then people need to forgive bad cops i think the like i said the only way that people are going to get past this is forgiving the bad situations and i think you can't yeah let me um i don't want to misquote this martin luther king said returning violence for violence multiplies violence adding a deeper sadness or a deeper darkness to a night only devoid of the stars darkness cannot drive out darkness only love can do that hate cannot drive out hate only love can do that so i think they're they're fighting a uh, a war that uh that is uh that they can't win and i it, you know Lena wayne came out and 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 said that um that what they're doing is not uh, helping the black community. He said, we need to stop blaming everybody with a badge. And it all goes back to there's good cops and there's bad cops. And I think that people, especially in bigger cities, they look at the media and they listen to everything that they say as gospel and they think that what they what they're saying is true and what the media is telling you is that white cop is bad if you're black but that's simply not true but you know they they look at the media and all the media talks about every story of this situation happening. I mean, it's sad. It's really sad what happened. But the only thing that they're talking about, like any time a situation like this escalates to this point, it's always a black person getting killed by a white cop. 
And so they think, they instantly think, they grow up thinking, they, their parents tell them that white cops are evil, white cops are pigs. And I think that people have a misunderstanding of who cops are. And I don't think they see them as a human. They see them as a threat because the media told them. Now, I know that there's racist cops out there. I get that. But for the most part, this is being escalated to a point where I can't take it anymore. I can't. It's it's really like pissing me off. Right? And I know it's everybody. Right? But this is this is going to have a huge impact on cops because you know maybe and I'm not speaking for all of them I, I don't I'm, I'm not a cop so I can't speak for any cop right but I I've from judging from what I've heard in the past couple of days maybe some of these cops just don't show up you know. Maybe maybe it's going to discourage people from being cops. Some of them, I know that's not true for everybody. I think I think ninety percent of people I think I think most people uh, will want to become a cop anyway. It's kind of like, what happened after 9-11? I think everybody signed up, you know, to go fight the war. But the problem is the war is right here. So it's it's kind of something different. But I, I do think that, you know, I can't, I can't, I, I can't imagine being a cop right now. And... Go watch that podcast with Mike the cop and he has I can't remember the other guy's name, but he's a cop in, in California. And they talk about that they have certain there's certain cases where it looks really bad on camera and they actually examine it and it's not that bad. And like camera angles kind of deceive people. To believe certain things that's why Hollywood is popular like that's why you know the Hollywood movie the Hollywood effect like that's what you can make a camera do certain things and I think everybody acted out in emotion because they saw that clip but nobody was actually there except the people that were actually there but this feels a little bit different. I, I, I think that what everybody saw is what actually happened. But I think, I think I'm going to backtrack a little bit and say, we need to wait till the facts come out. And I know I just said on the last podcast, like I'm, I was criticizing people, but I think that right now, I think we just need to back up and take a deep breath and just kind of process everything and and just see because I I I I have a feeling that they're going to try to destroy this guy 
into and I and like I said, I, I want justice to be served, but I also don't want him want him to serve a un, like a ridiculous amount of time. It was bad, but I just I think that you, people need to be fair about this situation. And if you if you really want to be fair and 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 have justice for Floyd, I think you need to you know be fair. But go watch that podcast. It's from a cop's perspective. These two men are cops. And I think it sounds better coming from them. But anyway, I just wanted to add the, that, uh, that, that uh, round of thoughts. But there's been a couple of cities on national emergency. I think Seattle maybe Seattle and Atlanta it's 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 escalated to two in into a uh, another level but anyway here's the podcast I recorded earlier hope you enjoy thank you so much for listening uh, here you go all right what is going on guys welcome back to the podcast and I hope everybody out there is doing well and uh, thank you so much for joining me I really do appreciate it if it's your first time listening, uh, be sure to hit follow if you like the show, and be sure to give it a rating or a like. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Uh, in today's episode, I want to get into what's happening with the Minnesota situation, the 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 rioting, um, and also I want to get into the uh, executive order. Just kind of cover it briefly. I don't want this to be a long podcast. I already did uh, a long podcast, but um, I want to cover more on the the rioting and all that kind of stuff. But since the last podcast, it's it's uh, escalated very quickly. Uh, I did the podcast on Wednesday, Thursday, and then after I got done with with the podcast. A follower sent me a video of the rioting in LA, and I was like, "Oh, it's jumped very quickly to from Minnesota to LA." And then I saw videos today or this morning of San Jose, California. They were stopping people on the interstate. Antifa was stopping people on the on the interstate while they were like in traffic, I guess, busting out the windows and th- and wanting them to come out of their car. Like it's gotten to a point where it, it's it's escalated very quickly. I mean, it's it, you know, twenty twenty has turned out to be one hell of a year. I mean, it's 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 just May. I mean, it's 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 the end of May, but I want to jump back for a second because I saw a post last weekend, and it's and it's all making sense to me now. It, and it's all kind of. I mean, I I don't want to say a lot of people are saying that this is a false flag, and I don't think it's a false flag. But I saw a post, and I don't, I, I couldn't find it when I, I tried to look for it. Um, 
earlier, but I just kind of want to explain. And I don't know if this was a real post or not, but it kind of makes you wonder, right? It was a Craigslist ad for crisis actors. It was supposed the 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 event was supposed to happen Memorial Day weekend. Well, that post was posted on Monday, the same day as the as the uh, thing that happened with George. And somebody commented on that post, and they were like, "Well, nothing happened this past weekend." And I was like, "Well, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean something's about to happen." Well, he, well, here we are, right? <laughs> and I, I don't want to say that it's a crisis, or it, it's a manufactured uh, crisis, but it, but it is by the media, by the uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I saw a video this morning. People people are flying in to Minnesota. While the people that actually live there are actually fleeing. But it's interesting. People are flying into Minnesota. There was a pastor from New York in the middle of the freaking rioting. Like he was in the middle, like he was in the middle of the chaos, just praying for these people to stop. That that takes some that's a that's an act of God right there. It's, that takes some guts to do that. But I I I want to say that most of these people are there for the right reasons. But I know that there's some people in there in in the rioting that has kind of hijacked the rioting to a point of no control. I mean, we got you know Antifa. I mean, I. I think the media wants you to believe, and I was watching a video from Jimmy Kimmel, and he's a very reliable source for news, but he was wanting his followers to believe that most of these protesters are black people, but you look at the crowd, if you, if you look at, I mean, you go on YouTube right now, there's live feeds of these, of these rioting, and you zoom in and there's a lot of them are white people not all of them i mean there's some black people and i i think that i think that uh, you know most people are on board with this issue right i'm i'm on board with i i totally back protesting as long as it's peaceful <laughs> right and it and it started that way in Minnesota and then it took a dark turn it took a 180 into another uh level you know it went from peaceful to burning down an auto zone It went from peaceful to destroying a Target, which, by the way, I heard an interesting fact about that Target. 
Target is based in Minnesota, mainly Minneapolis. But that certain Target that they destroyed was a test store for theft. And it was... It was placed in the ghetto part of Minnesota, or Minneapolis, to kind of test the theft, because that city has a high crime rate, mainly like theft. And they they wanted to test, they placed that, that store as a test run for asset protection and all that kind of stuff. And so everybody's coming out and saying, what does Target have to do with this? Well, they put that store there to test it on them, and they think that it's... uh, They are targeting them, if that makes sense. So... That's what Target has to do with it, kind of, but I don't understand still why destroying a business. Like, I'm I'm less concerned about Target because Target can rebuild, but I'm more concerned about these small businesses um, who lost everything. Now, there's a firefighter um, who started a pub. Because of the coronavirus, he couldn't reopen his or he couldn't open his business. Uh, he saved up the money to open his pub, open his bar. And because of the virus stuff, he couldn't open it. And he was just about to have a grand opening, and then this happened. But thank God for the internet, the GoFundMe. Like, people were able to raise, like, $500,000 at the time of this recording. Um, which, that's good news. I mean, that that's great. And, and I think that, you know, he deserves it. Um, but there was also a pawn shop owner that... Um, that sh- I don't know all the details, but a looter came into his business... He shot the looter, and he got arrested, and he got charged with murder, which I don't think that's right. That's definitely not right in this. I mean, that's crazy, but uh, we got some good news out of this, and in all the madness, the um, officer Chauvin, which I don't want to use the term officer. That's that's the incorrect term. A, the the former officer. Chauvin is charged with murder, um, and I just read this morning that his wife is filing for divorce, so it's not a good week for him at all. Um, but also, little backstory: apparently, Chauvin and Floyd worked together at a at a at a at a nightclub or some kind of club, and. and he worked there for like several years and then it recently closed down. And then I guess he, he, him as a police officer is pretty new, but I also like, I'm, I'm sitting here going like, I think the, I think the media and everybody else 
thinks that they don't know each other and this is just like a random thing and it's like a race targeted. But I think that because they work together, I don't know for sure, but did did these two people have beef in the past or did these two people have something or did the white guy, did, did, did a Chauvin have some issues with this guy? I don't know. And I don't know if it's race, like if it's race profiling or whatever, if it has to do with race at all. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a really sad thing what happened, but what about the three officers? Yeah, the three officers. That's my question. They need to be charged as well. It's great that he's charged. But also a little little bad news is that the um, the medical examiner uh, kind of sided with the police on this one. The local medical examiner for that county uh, determined that it wasn't strangulation for the cause of death. And anytime they charge somebody, the level of the charges has to do with the cause of death. So it kind of affects his term limit or, or, or his, or his, uh, or his, like his uh, charges, I guess. Uh, like it has to do with the cause of death, right? So um, the medical examiner said he had some heart issues with his which is fair which is accurate like he had some issues some medical issues uh some people were saying that he was on drugs or something i don't know if that was true but uh he had some medical issues with his heart and they said that that was more the cause of death than than um than a strangulation but I don't know about you, but uh, that's just that's just bullshit, you know? That's just a bunch of bullshit right there. I mean, they're clearly playing politics with this one. They're clearly siding with the police on, on this one. And the family hired a independent... Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like Jeffrey Epstein all over again. And I think that it's kind of weird because they hired the same dude that Michael uh, Baden, I think that's his name. He worked on the Jeffrey Epstein case and he also worked on another case. I think I can't remember, but Michael Brown, I think that's another one, but um, it's kind of weird that like, like this is happening because <laughs> it's, I, th I feel like it's going to start another internet meme. I mean, it's already going viral, but I feel like it's going to be starting another internet meme. Something like Floyd was strangled, which that doesn't really like, it's not really the same thing, but the same guy is going to come out and probably say that he was, he was strangled, but the family hired this Michael guy to come in and kind of look into the situation farther. And of course the local medical examiner is going to side with the local authorities. Like, of course, um, 
what else is going on? The White House. The White House is uh, being like raided or not raided, but there are a lot of protesters out there. And a lot of people are saying it's like peaceful protests, but it's not really, I mean, it is peaceful for right now, but that's how the riots in uh, Minnesota started. But I saw a video of a woman try to jump over the gates at the White House, and she quickly got um, escorted. Like, they grabbed her and, like, escorted her away. Um, But, you know, I'm kind of interested to see what's going to happen at the White House because in Minnesota, what's happening is that there's so much people rioting listened to a, a conference from the governor and he said it's three times larger than the race riots from in the 60s so it's pretty much impossible to arrest these people a lot of people were saying like like we needed the national guard like no the national guard came yesterday and they said we can't handle this situation so they left basically the situation has gotten so out of control that it's, it's pretty much impossible to arrest these people because these protesters are throwing the weapons back to the police. So it's pretty much impossible to arrest these people because just the volume and, like, if they're burning down the police station anyway, like, where are they going to put them? You know, it's just, it's, just, it's just not a good idea. So, um, and tear gas is not going to help because... Uh, I saw a reporter, a video of a reporter using milk to like deactivate the like the tear gas. So I mean, and they're wearing masks. Like I, th- I find it funny that the the mayor came out and said, "You're not social distancing." Like, I think it's safe to say that this COVID thing is over. Like they're 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 they figured the media figured out that they're bullshit. Pardon my French. Their, their, their agenda is not working with the COVID thing, so they switched over. You know, they switched players. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they <laughs> switched up the game. You know, uh, they went from COVID to this, which is racism, and. The media is already, and the people on the ground protesting in the in the media is is uh, starting to blame Trump. You know this video from Jimmy Kimmel. If you watch this video from Jimmy Kimmel, he's like, he's like, it is clearly Trump's fault. We need to vote him out of office. This is this is the media's agenda now. It went from. This COVID thing is not going to work. So we're going to use this. We're going to use racism. Trump is racist. It, it, it's, it almost seems like it's like a it's like a cycle. Like it, it's the same thing. So they're going to pull the Trump is racist again, which clearly didn't work the first time, but we're going to try it again, right? They tried it with the wall. Now we're going to try it with black people again. 
which that has been debunked so many times that Trump is not racist, but we're going to try it again, right? But they're going to use that, and they're going to use mail-in voting. That's their two things that they have that they're going to use. Um, and it's just it's just going to be really hard because I, I, I think that I think that people are scared because of this COVID thing, and then people are scared now, rightfully so. And I think it's going to be really hard for Trump to lose. I think I think he's got it in the bag. Because nobody is going to vote for Joe Biden. What people right now is is a is a leader, and I think people on the left will agree that Trump is a leader. Joe Biden has been been in office and he's been in authority or he's been in the government for 40 years and nothing has really changed. He's actually done work, done a lot of negative things for the black community and I've talked about it. And whether if you think Trump is racist or not, his you know actions speak louder than words and what Joe Biden has done is way worse than what Donald Trump has done as as far as being racist. So I find it kind of interesting that the Friday before the Monday that that happened, Joe Biden said, you ain't black. And then here we are, you know. And then now they're destroying their own city and they're blaming Trump for being racist. I just don't understand. They're destroying their own property. And there's a video circulating right now from the LA riots of this black dude, this older black dude. He's like, he's like, what are you doing? And they get on Trump for, for saying thugs, but it's kind of like the Chinese virus type thing. He's just saying it what it is. Like, he's just calling it for what it is. And a definition of a thug has nothing to do with race. It's, it's well, let me just pull up this definition that I saved on Instagram. Uh, let me see here. A definition of a thug. A definition of a thug is because they hijack a valid protest to steal, burn, or commit violence. That is a thug. But they're trying to use it to manipulate the definition a little bit and make make Trump look bad. Now, it, I, I don't I don't think it has to do with politics, right? I I don't think it's I think that they're just they're just pissed, right? I don't think it has to do 100% on Trump, but I think he's part of the blame. You know, they attack the CNN building, which I thought was hilarious, but I also respect CNN's free speech, right? Which, I, you know, they're they're just going after 
whoever's in the way. They burned down AutoZone. They burned down Target. They're just grabbing hammers and 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 just destroying crap. I also saw the day that the a they are actually attacking just anything and every like any journalist like they're it doesn't really matter it's the news but they went after CNN because they just I mean it's like um, Atlanta is like the headquarters of CNN so that's like the first place that they went to uh, but today the like a Fox News reporter in D.C. got attacked with like water and stuff thrown at him. I don't I don't think it has to do mainly with Trump, but I did see a lot of F Trumps, F white people, um, F Fox News, F CNN. I think it's just whatever's convenient to them at the time. Right, it, I I, don't, I think it's a combination. Like this whole thing has been building up for several years, and I think that this uh, George Floyd situation has been is kind of like the breaking point. Do I think it's solely on blaming Trump? No, but I think it's part of it, and I think that they're just they're find they're wanting to find somebody to blame. And I think that the easy target is just Trump, but I think they know that that's probably not going to work, but they're just going to go with it, right? <laughs> it's it's really, uh, really screwed up what's happening right now. I mean, we got riots in every, every single city or every like major city. I, I, and there, I mentioned the protest in in a, in a DC, but I saw videos of outside the Trump Hotel in DC. They were yelling at cops, saying, "You don't care about white people," which that's clearly not true. And they're trying to make this about race, and they're trying to tie this. They're trying to justify the riots by tying it back to the Boston Tea Party and they're saying the founders did this the founding fathers did this no 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 see the founding fathers had a fair argument on taxes but the these people right now they don't have a fair argument because there's no racism in America on black people now there's some I get that part. I, I I can I can see that part. There are some racist cops. There's some racism. But it's not the 1800s. It's not the 1960s. Black people can vote. I I look back at that picture and I see it on social media from time to time, but it's a it's it's a picture of three black men in a courtroom. One black, the the first black guy is, is, let me see if I can pull it up here. I don't know if I can find it, but the first black guy is in handcuffs. 
The second black guy is the cop. And the third black guy is the lawyer representing the first black guy. So there is no real racism in America. If if you're not if if you're black or white in America and you're not successful, then it's your own problem. Now I understand that some people are born into certain situations that they cannot control. But it's America. People can find a way to I mean, we, there's so many black people that are successful. I mean, Oprah. I mean, look, Tyler Perry, LeBron James. Like, you look at so many black people that are... Have, I mean, Tyler Perry, look at his story. Slept in his car. Now he's a billionaire, right? People escape situations. They, they escape situations that are really hard. And... You know, regardless of what you think about Obama, he became president. So it's it's hard for me to think that there's real racism in America. I just don't see it at all. But I understand that there's racist people on both sides. I get it. But it's no real reason to burn down a business it's just no real reason to at all and then there's also videos of F. Trump they're spray painting F. Trump on the side of the uh, treasury building which I thought was ridiculous but people are getting on Trump's case because he put on Twitter um, and it will tie into the other stuff I want to talk about people are getting on Trump's case about calling uh, or, or, or uh, saying that the National Guard is coming and I, I think the tweet was um, first there were looters then there were shooters or something like that I don't have it on me but Basically, people were upset that he sent out that tweet, and uh, Twitter censored that tweet. But Mark Zuckerberg bashed Twitter and said, well, they didn't really bash Twitter, but I think that he kind of insinuated that he wanted to. But Mark Zuckerberg came out and said, we didn't censor Trump's tweet because we thought that it would be a good idea to leave it up to let people know what's happening. And a lot of people go to Trump's Twitter for news because they don't watch the news and they want to know what's happening, especially right now. And a lot of people go to Trump's Facebook page or go to Trump's Instagram for what's really happening. And Mark Zuckerberg said, I didn't take it down because I think that people need to know what's going on, especially right now. So I commend Mark Zuckerberg for doing that, even though I think he's a weird dude. I think he's not human, definitely not human. 
but I think in this one little case, he he came through, which leads me to my next case, my my, my next argument. Censorship. Now, I understand the conservative argument that people are being censored. And I think that there is a huge argument for that. You know, so many people have been censored and banned. And their content has been suppressed due to the algorithms that liberal uh, tech companies put in place. You know, I've seen so many videos talking about how, you know, Twitter, their uh, uh, computer people, I guess, for the lack of a better term, I can't think right now. It's 7.53 a.m. I'm I'm recording this in the morning, so sorry if my, uh, if, if what I'm saying, if it doesn't make sense, it's because I'm not probably awake yet, but uh, I'm woke. Anyway, I hate using that word, sorry. <laughs> But they're computer uh, uh, engineers, I, I guess that's a better term. They put into place, like if people put on social media talking about God, guns, or Trump, or whatever, that they their content will be suppressed. So I, I understand that their con, like why their content is, and, and why they're upset, right? I get the argument. I've had it happen to me. I've had content, you know, banned or I had the fact check after me and all that kind of stuff. And the YouTube channel is, is, is a huge thing. I mean, it's even, I mean, I'm getting more engagement on my Instagram than, than YouTube. I mean, you look at the YouTube channel, it's basically dead, right? There's like 50, maybe to a hundred people that actually watch it, but that's out of 40,000 people. Like, it's, I mean, I I appreciate everybody out there on the YouTube channel for checking it out, but clearly the, the, uh, the channel has been suppressed, like hardcore, you know, but that's beside the point, but I, I get the censorship issue, but I will argue that because of the censorship, Conservatives are growing at a at a faster pace than other content on the internet. It's the Alex Jones effect, where you get banned and you grow like five x, right? Because after he got banned, his website grown like to extreme levels like it was crazy like i think five million people joined his site or something i mean alex jones definitely benefited from being banned let's just get that out there and i think some people on the right sometimes use censorship as a marketing gimmick or whatever you want to call it it's you see it all the time if you're on if you're on instagram you see those uh, they use those fact check things and they're like, follow this page for the the image or whatever. 
the video or whatever it is, right? It's definitely benefited conservatives, and it's definitely it's. There's been a couple of pages, maybe mainly one I'm thinking of right now that where they took their posts, they took they took their page down, and this was a couple years ago. They took their page down, and they said, "Oh, we've been deleted." The Zuck is after us. And then it came out later that they 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 like took their page down and it wasn't actually deleted. Um, but in the meantime, their backup page, everybody like basically, if you're not familiar, when it, when someone gets banned, everybody kind of riles together, and it's the conservative community is like a community. And everybody kind of bands together and says, oh man, this dude had his page shut down. Go give his backup page a follow. Well, the backup page had more followers now than the original page. So therefore, he now, that page now has uh, his original following and then he has even more following. So you basically get more following as, like, you know, if you're playing the victim card, I guess. And I get that conservatives are are heavily censored, and I, and I think that there's more victims on the right than there are the left. But it's we're seeing out of this pandemic, it's not a political thing. It's just if you go against their guidelines... Anybody and everybody, as long as you go against their guidelines, I, I think, I think with this executive order, I find it kind of funny that that conservatives have been talking about this issue for three years, and then the minute that it affects his Twitter, um, in two days he writes up a executive order that. It probably won't do anything. I mean, these conserv these these uh, these tech companies um, won't listen to this. They be I mean, they haven't listened to the First Amendment, so why would they listen to an executive order? Um, and these tech companies have enough money. If they get sued, then it's really not a big deal. Um, they have all these legal, like they they have all these like. I mean, Twitter and Google and Facebook and all these companies, they have a legal team. So they probably most likely will end up paying no money at all. So this executive order means nothing to me, to be honest with you. It just, it, it will actually, if I'm reading into this correctly, and maybe I'm misinterpreting what is happening but it's actually going to lead to more censorship because these smaller companies, and I got an email from Gab. I'm not on their platform anymore, but I might be looking into joining after this happens. But it will actually lead to more censorship because even though that they probably will have to pay no money or very little money, they probably have to pay some money, but if they get sued, right? These, com these companies will be taking down more stuff 
because they will be liable for it now. It will lead to more censorship, I think. And also, it will uh, benefit the three large tech companies and it will uh, kind of discourage the smaller companies from coming in like Gab or like Parler and it will kill off those people because Twitter has the money to pay up Google has the money to pay up um, Facebook has the money to pay up but somebody like Gab if, if it, it, it is going to kill free speech because they're going to have to like turn off their comment section or they're going to have to heavily monitor what people say on their platforms now and they're going to be afraid to even put their plot I mean I just find it really hard to believe that government regulation is the answer I don't think the answer is that I don't think that was the problem to begin with I think that section 230 from what I understand, it was perfectly fine, but what needs to be changed, I think, I don't think it, it, it was the government side. I think it was the social media side. I think the answer to all this is I think the social media companies need to rewrite their rules, rewrite their guidelines, and once they get the guidelines, I think that they need to make it clear to everybody what the guidelines are. I don't think that this executive order will change anything. Everybody's saying that the censorship is going to go away. I don't know. I hope it does. I really hope it does. It's been an issue of mine for a long, long time. And a lot of people on the right, I understand it's there. But I also understand that I don't think this is going to help. I don't think it's going to do anything, really. But I hope it does. I really hope it does. And I don't, I don't think it's the government's job to step in and make the decisions because it's a private company. And I thought, I thought the right was all for small government. Look, I understand the issue, but I'm just saying that The right is all for small government and less government, but then when all of a sudden it affects them, they want big government to step in and regulate it. Am I wrong? Maybe I'm looking into the issue a little bit farther, but I think I think some regulation is good. Like obviously, I don't want pornography on the, you know. On Facebook, right? I don't want sex trafficking on Facebook, you know? I don't want those things. I think some regulation is good. I think that's, you know, Section 230. I think that it made the internet what it is. Because without Section 230, we wouldn't have any of this. Because without two, without Section 230, Facebook wouldn't exist. But if it did exist, it would be like a subscription-based 
model. Basically, you would have to pay, from my understanding, you'd have to pay each platform, and it would be highly regulated. It would be like watching the news or reading a newspaper because it would be just all of their content. Right? You wouldn't, it would be like Netflix. You paid for their service and you get their content, but you don't have a, you don't have a say in, in commenting or whatever, right? But, uh, you know, section 230, I, I think a lot, a lot of people like want to revoke it, but I think it's good. I think that is good. I, from my understanding, I think section 230 is good because it, it uh, allows people like you and me to come on people's, their, like the platform. And the whole argument is like, if they want to, if, if, if these platforms want to act like publishers and edit the, 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 uh, the post, then we want to, like the government wants to step in and take the liability away. That's the whole argument, right? Because right now these companies are, uh, are protected, are protected from the from the uh, comments or whatever. Are, are and but if they want to act like publishers and put a fact check, which is which these fact check things are a joke. I saw one yesterday, and it was like this post is mostly false, and you click on it, and it's the reasoning why it's mostly false is because it's mostly false. Like these, like I, I'm totally fine with, with fact checking somebody that's actually wrong. But when you come in and fact check somebody and put up a terrible argument because it's mostly false. Also, they're fact checking people that are true. Like what Trump said about the mail-in ballots is accurate. Like, there's so many stories about mail-in ballots being totally fraudulent. Like, it's crazy. But if you didn't hear, like, Trump put up a tweet saying, talking about mail-in ballots, and they put a little editorial link at the bottom of this tweet, and instead of, like, putting up another source they put up their own opinion like they had a twitter blog talking about their own opinion on how mail-in ballots are not fraudulent and look you know it's in silicon valley and most of these people are left-leaning i totally understand that but it's just really dumb. It's really stupid. Like I think that I think that any social media platform who fact checks somebody I totally get Trump's argument on this. You shouldn't edit somebody's post. And if you do that, then you're a publisher. You're not a platform anymore. I totally get that. And they're fact-checking 
people that are actually true. They're they're use they're they're putting facts out there and they're being fact checked. Like Ben uh, Ben Swan put out a video. I talked about it on a couple podcasts ago, but Ben Swan put out a video and his video was fact checked on Facebook. Uh, and the video was talking about um, giving money or the Dr. Fauci giving money to the Wuhan lab and the people who fact checked it were actually like actually worked at the lab like really like (laughs) of course they're going to be biased right of course they're going to call that false because they probably had some deal with the government. You can't talk about this. So yeah, you, of course, of course, they're gonna call it false. It's just totally dumb. Uh, but yes, three point seven million dollars was given to the Wuhan Lab Institute. That that has been proven, and people want to call that false, but it's been proven. Like. Yeah, it happened. Uh, but I, I don't know. I I totally get Trump's argument on this, but I like I said, I don't think it's going to help the censorship. I think it's going to lead to more censorship because it's going to make these companies liable. And so if these companies are liable, then they're going to delete comments or going to delete more pages. Or they're going to take down more channels. They're... It's gonna it's gonna maybe kill the comment section on YouTube or Facebook because they're not gonna sit there and monitor every comment that gets posted. So I mean, like the argument is like, do you want like a whole bunch like like I'm all for free speech, but do you want a whole bunch of like? Like, do you want anybody and everybody to be on social media? I don't think, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think everybody should be on social I, I, I know that's a tough like, thing to swallow, but I don't think anybody and everybody should be on social media. I think there's some people that shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they're going to sit there and, you know, post things that are not appropriate, then... And what I'm talking about that is like violent things. Like I, I think that, uh, and I'm not talking about gun videos. I think that certain gun videos are all all gun videos are good. But if if you post a video of killing somebody else, then that's not a thing. I don't know. I kind of have a mixed emotion about that. I kind of have a mixed feeling about that. I think I'm all for free speech, and I think. Anybody and everybody should have should be on the platform, but then I look at certain people and I go, maybe they shouldn't. But it's either that side, or we regulate everything and we monitor everything, and these companies take forever to po- like. Imagine if you send out a tweet and it doesn't go up for like another two hours because it has to go through a. a like some moderators on the other side, some like some editors, right? Or these, I don't know. And they're like, well, we don't like your tweet, so we're not going to put it up. 
or like we're going to get liable for this or sued for this so we can't put it up so that's like two of certain like uh, two of the uh, extreme cases you know could be totally free speech or totally regulated I don't know and this this executive order and I don't think this is going to happen but what what is going to happen after after Trump right what is going to happen after Trump leaves office and the president can take down the executive order or they can look at that and go oh well if he can do that then I'm going to do this and you know what probably the next president is not or the next president after Trump is probably not going to be Republican it's going to be they're going to be Democrat and they're going to see what Trump has done with this and they're going to regulate the crap out of social media to the point where it kills off social media completely that's my fear and then uh, also I read an article yesterday that Joe Biden in January of this year wanted to revoke or wanted to revoke uh, Section 230 and also some people on the left were calling for the FCC to get involved which that is not a good that is more government overreach into that's it's just a bad deal. Um, there is a logger on YouTube. I'll leave that video link down in the description, but he made two videos um, going word for word, talking about the legal language of the president's bill or his order. And um, it was a really good video. Uh, I wish I can, you know, say what exactly he said but a lot of it went over my head because I'm not a lawyer uh, but it's a really good video if you want to learn more about the kind of legal language of it um, go check that out well I think that's about it we are at 53 minutes so I think I'm going to wrap up the show um, I'm probably not going to do a new music Friday episode. I might do one tomorrow or Monday, but I hope you guys have a great weekend. I made a playlist. If you want to check out the playlist, it's in the description below. But, uh, in the meantime, uh, I hope everybody stays safe out there and I hope I covered everything. If not, I might do another, I mean, I, I don't think this case is going to, or this, it, I don't think this situation is going to uh, end soon, so I think I have enough time to talk about it more. Uh, but yeah, stay safe out there, and uh, hope everybody has a great weekend. Bye-bye.